Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm sorry. Who's MB? Uh, Morris Sachs, Old oh. Chestnut. Oh, you didn't get the memo. Marketing is now referring to me as OC. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, we're, got it. We're, we're just OC now, love. Got it. Okay, OC. Um, you know, you oh, just throw it. If you throw an A in front of that, you get. <laughs> how about that? Nice. Okay. Did you, okay. Uh, how about... Okay. Let's start there, shall we? <sighs> well. Well, you start because uh, okay. I mean, let's start with the red carpet. So you know, the Met Gala is known for outrageous um, and outlandish outfits, high fashion, and you saw, I believe it was, I don't know, um, Courtney, Kim, Kylie, Kardashian showed up in what appeared to be a black garbage bag. You know, she was mm -hmm. completely uh, looked like a mm -hmm. sock. Um, mm -hmm. But however, the representative from the great state of New York, AOC, arrived in something far more impressive with a message to boot. Yes. You know, um, let's watch the clock on this because I think this could take the whole show. <laughs> so um, uh, as, uh, as you know, uh, we had our, our dear friend, uh, listen to one of our podcasts and mm -hmm. send us some notes. Uh, a friend of ours uh, who has a uh, more than a dozen Emmy awards uh, who I've known because of our friends, my kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, Liam and I had dinner with him a while ago. And anyway, he listened to it and he had a, he had a lot of notes mm -hmm. which um, he shared with us. And uh, so, for instance, um, he said, "You know, I hit." play on the podcast and for one minute and 13 seconds i heard nothing but music and i said uh yeah it's great right <laughs> great and he's like well yeah yeah but the way we would do it would be before the music we would do this thing called a tease where we would say uh what we were going to talk about then we would go to the music and then the show would start and i said well see here's Here's a little bit of the problem. We have no freaking idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, the, the LC thing, just way to roll into this, buddy. Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. awesome. So I have several opinions about this. And as I, by the way, uh, my eldest daughter and my son-in-law just came in this evening and we had a delightful dinner in Armonk, uh, New York. And um, so I'm, obviously in a very good mood mm -hmm. and um let's try and not fuck this up okay as they say mm -hmm. but um so just for sake of clarity for those people who don't know the the met gala is an annual fundraising event for the metropolitan opera um which by the way is you know needs no money I was right? say. because it's 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 for, for as an opera uh dilettante the Met is extraordinary. Okay. okay. But, you know, frankly, if you're looking to, like, change people's lives, there's a lot better way you can do it. Mm -hmm. But as, as Liam pointed out, you know, it's this farcical situation where you get a bunch of rich people. Uh, what is basically, in my opinion, 
turned into a Halloween party. <laughs> Thank you. So, so I, fantastic. So, uh, it kind of worked backwards. So, um, uh, Maddie and Kate came uh, up from the city because mm-hmm. Lisa's here, and uh, and Kate brought her dog, Miss Bennett. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a cute little dog. Anyway, um, Maddie is one of those gals that, uh, you know, likes to look at the high fashion stuff. She had a, uh, a summer internship working for a big uh, fashion magazine. And uh, don't get me started on that because it might as well be slave labor. I was going to uh, say, she realized there was no money in that and beat it. <laughs> it's negative money. Yeah. They don't pay you money. And then, like, she had to, like, take dresses to famous people. Oh. And she was ending up having to take cabs which she uh, was not reimbursed for, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, the whole yeah, thing's yeah. a horror show. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I digress. So okay, okay, we're, okay. We're, we're talking yeah, about yeah. the Met Gala, and, and mm-hmm. I had actually looked uh, at the pictures mm-hmm. and um, because of the uh, ALC dress, and on the back of her uh, dress, it said, uh, tax the rich. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's, let's set that aside because there's mm-hmm. a couple other things. So there's a picture of J-Lo, Okay. okay. Have you mm-hmm. seen this thing? I didn't see JLo's. No. Okay. So if I'm walking down a dark alley and this woman is walking towards me, mm-hmm. I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> like this woman has got biceps mm-hmm. the size of my mm-hmm. waist. Yeah. Got right? it. Mm-hmm. I, not attractive. Okay. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> 61 white male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's Jenny from the block. Yeah, okay. Yep. So you you got to when we're done, you got to check this thing out. Okay, okay I will. <laughs> and, and then now here's here's the um, and this isn't even a political. So we're sitting at the kitchen table, and uh, I said, "Did you see Serena Williams in her dress?" And uh, Maddie said, "No, who was the designer?" And I said, <laughs> "Walmart." <laughs> Mm. Where do you see mm. this thing? Ah, okay. All um, right. But let's talk about AOC for mm-hmm. a minute because uh I've had something which has really been <clears throat> this is this is no bullshit. Mm-hmm. This has been bugging me like crazy for the last several days. Um so we had this uh disorganized retreat, aka a route in Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, 13 unfortunate uh, servicemen, ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, just incredible amounts of purposeless human suffering and death. That family of 10 was mm-hmm. mistakenly shot by a predator drone mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Okay. So why do I bring this up? I bring this up because, you know, you have this country, Afghanistan, and I know in, in some ways countries are allowed to have their own culture and this and that, but, you know, so what triggered this is the, like, women's soccer team, Afghanistan soccer team is now in Pakistan because they know that the, okay, they're not, so basically what I heard on the radio yesterday, um, for those of you uh, young out there, radio is this thing you used to turn on, and there be people right. talking. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, they said uh, um, male teachers 
and males may return to school on Monday. Okay, so let me cut to the chase on this thing. And if you're offended by uh, harsh language or upsetting thoughts, maybe you want to turn this off now. But basically, the women in Afghanistan, okay, they're going to be locked up in their houses. They're going to be beaten, and they're going to be raped, and they're going to be stripped of their identity, okay? And, uh, I mean, maybe I'm ultra-sensitive because I have a lot of women in my life. Maybe I'm ultra-sensitive because I'm an old, grumpy old man, or maybe I'm ultra-sensitive because it's just fucking wrong. And for me, it triggers these responses because you have this completely impotent organization called the United Nations. Not a frickin' peep. Yeah, it's right? been a joke forever, yeah. Okay, yeah, failure, F. Totally, yep. Um, and, and so how does AOC come into this thing? Well, here you are, okay. First of all, any number of people drowned in their illegal apartments in her district. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? They knew they were illegal apartments. Nothing got done. And, you know, she didn't even put one of those phony standing at the border, mm-hmm. pretending there are people on the other side so you could get the photo op, right? I know what you're talking about, yep. So uh, I'd like to make a disparaging comment, but then that's the low road, so I won't do it. But she wears a purposefully antagonistic dress, tax the rich. You know, uh, years ago, uh, I went to a... Um, speech, a presentation by this organization that I I was involved with called the Center for the New American Security, CNAS. And it was run by Michelle Flournoy, who had been the highest ranking woman in the military. She was mm-hmm. Assistant Secretary of Defense. Wow. Okay. Yep. One of these power women. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Really impressive lady. So she had a a panel discussion with Leon Panetta, who mm-hmm. you, you may have heard of. And I don't remember whether he was in the Senate or the House of Representatives, but, you know, he was one of those on top of, you know, head of the CIA. And, yeah, and CIA yada, director, yada, yada. Yep, yep, okay. yeah. And he talked about how in his day, you know, they spent a lot of time working with the other side of the aisle to kind of craft an agreement, like let's work together, right? And then you have this woman who's part of the squad, Uh, right? mm -hmm. Which, uh, I mean, I got to be careful here because I could go down the rabbit hole on this thing, but you have that woman from Minnesota Mm -hmm. who married her brother, Mm -hmm. get him a a citizenship, right? AOC shows up at the Met Gala with her boyfriend, which is a violation of ethics yep. because the tickets are between thirty and 50000 bucks each. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't allowed to bring anyone uh, that she was seeing romantically uh, unless they bought their own ticket. Well, of a, course. A dependent. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I know how this goes. You know, OC shows up with his entourage in tow, you know, of course, being a celebrity, <laughs> I get invited, right? Right, but, right. But course. then, you know, I'm going to be down in, 
you know, down in the uh, the pokey one mm-hmm. because uh, you know I violated something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the pokey, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Jeez, did you see this thing that happened in the middle of the week in Manhattan at the restaurants? I, it's it was surreal. Okay, yeah, at Carmine's, right? Are you talking about Carmine. what happened at Carmine's? Yeah. Well, there's two things, but the, <laughs> the the most impressive thing was Carmine's. Would you please fill fill everyone in on what happened there? Um, some lovely tourists from the state of Texas, I Texas. believe. Which yep. I was, you know, I was surprised that they would head to Carmine's. You know, I figured they'd go to, you know. <laughs> Roadhouse Grill or something like that, something in Times Square. Crackle Barrel, right? Crackle thought, yeah, exactly. Like there's got to be a Chick Fil A or something. Stuckies, um, right? Eat, yeah. Eat here and get gas. Exactly. Yeah. For like a, a Pilot Ninety Nine or whatever those hicks are supposed to eat. Um, th- so the so the Texans make it up to Carmine's, okay, which is a top shelf Italian joint, legendary Italian eatery, right? Correct. Yeah. Is that a fair description of Carmine's? To put it this way, at dinner tonight, I was telling the kids about what had happened, and Lisa said, what was the name of the restaurant? And I said, Carmine's. Now, she hasn't lived in Manhattan in like 10 years. Mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. little, Carl, you're kidding. Yeah. So go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in New York City, they want a vaccine card and an ID. All right. I went to lunch two weeks ago. No problem. Let's see your vaccine card, sir. Here's my wife's card. Here's my card. Here's my ID. Thank you. You know, no big deal. Everyone at the restaurant, routine stuff. These Texans attacked the hostess, assaulted. Of course, it's on camera because everything's on camera nowadays. But yeah, they they lost their mind and assaulted a hostess at Carmine's, which I hate to say it. You pull that shit 20 years ago. Um there's people at Carmine's that wouldn't appreciate that. Is, is, is okay? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to call the cops. All right, they're just going to handle that. Um, but yeah, they got a DAT, they got a desk appearance ticket, and they got a they got a ticket, and they're going to show up in court. Um, welcome to the New York City. Um, you know, welcome to the New York City system now, friends yeah. from Texas. Um, yeah. you you fucking savages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. It's okay. Let's just timestamp this. It's Saturday night at eight fifty-five, and um, we're both a little slap happy. So, I just you know, so that's you know, that's where we are. Um, that's that's what's going on. That's the current atmosphere. Um, did you yeah, see the other app- thing? Appalling. Yeah. The, oh, you know, it's funny because what did we talk about? What did they ask for? So there's so you and me are eating on the sidewalk at what was it? Uh, at Chow's, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. So I'm at I'm at table one. Morris is able at table two. Morris has his Patek on. I have my Rolex on. Two guys hop out of the car, bandanas and pistols. Who are they going for? They're coming for my Rolex and they're yeah. leaving Morris and his Patek alone. Yeah. Okay. So give up the watch, kid. All right. Give him the watch. He has a gun. The guy's on his first date and he resists and he gets shot. In the but leg. this is in this is in the leg. Okay, fine. Yeah, you, but still, this is in Midtown Manhattan, East Sixtieth Street. Can right? you? Yeah, exactly. It's not Chinatown Doyer Street. No, 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 no. One hundred thirty fifth Street, right? No, 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 no. This is white tablecloth, fine dining. <laughs> probably can't get a reservation. Um, yeah, you need to have the a Rolex to get in there. Um, and when when you're done with dinner, you're not going home with your watch. Yeah, the smashing, yeah, yeah. the the ultimate. Manhattan smash and grab. Yeah, things are grim down there right now. But yeah, come on back to the office, boys. Um, you know, oh, they, oh. 
oh, don't yeah, don't put, don't put a pox on my house. I I need some commercial <laughs> rent. <laughs> oh my lord, it, it's just it's a sad. No, it really is. It's a sad state of affairs. Yeah. Um, it's a sad commentary on the current climate in the country right now. Yeah, it's 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 really yeah. uh, so. I too uh, was in New York City recently. Mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday, I went in, and I had a lunch and a dinner both Monday and Tuesday. And on uh, three of the four dining occasions, they didn't check for a vaccine card because we were seated outside. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the fourth one, um, they checked the card, and you know they did the legitimate mm-hmm. thing, and, and and which is good. But uh, so just just as an aside. Um, you, uh, went to Pestis. I did. How was it? Flawless. Really? Yeah. That place is awesome. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. We sat outside. Yeah. Service. They have an army of, of robotic servers that are friendly. Um, yeah. My daughter throws oyster shells on the floor, ice on the floor. They smile. They swoop it up. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was mint. Yeah. Yeah, Those kids are cute. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was fantastic. Yeah. So um, we're heading into the city for dinner tomorrow night. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say where for security reasons. It's understood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I had mentioned to Lisa and Chris that, you know, it seems to me that the food in Manhattan is still spectacular. Yep. But given the last two years, stuff has come off the boil. A little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, it's just, it's great, right? And it mm-hmm. clearly blows anything away that's in stinking Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you just have to be prepared and and change your expectations. Yep. Um, yep. So um, I had dinner on uh, Monday night with one of my real estate friends, and we went to that new restaurant. In Ian Schrager's Hotel Public down okay. on the, on Christie Street, mm-hmm. and um, it's called uh, what's the name of the thing? It's called Popular. Okay. And um, the reason we went there is uh, the one of the two uh, executive chefs is John Fraser, who um, my real estate friend has done a lot of, of restaurants with. So mm. um, it was it was good, but the menu was really kind of strange. Because, you know, being kind of traditional, you expect to see appetizers, then a main course kind of thing. And within yeah. the appetizers, there's like a cooked appetizer and then a choice of salads. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only first course this restaurant had was five different kinds of ceviche. Mm. Well, oh. it, it's good, but if... Yeah, but that is bizarre. Yeah, if you're not into the yeah. raw cold fish. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the food was very good, but it it really made for a shorter evening because, Mm. you know, you didn't really work through kind of the three or four stages, you know. um, um, But I did uh, make them aware that a new cocktail uh, burning across the country called the Margolisa, Mm -hmm. which, you know, was one Mm -hmm. part uh, Don Julio, one part Grand Marnier and one part fresh squeezed lime, shaken on the rocks. Oh, so yep. sweet. Mm-hmm. 
you know you got to get just, that on the me- you can get that on the menu um if you've got that kind of pull if you can get like you know dinner at popular you know oh man you know um i know uh guys shouldn't really focus on this but i've gained eight pounds since Ludville. that's fine yeah is that okay oh 100 percent. Yeah, yeah yeah i didn't look at my bike and i yeah i i, I didn't look at my bike for a good two weeks after Ludville. i said See you is later. That, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was enough already. That's yeah. what Charlie did. He took two weeks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight I, pounds is nothing. That, I mean, oh, that's a lot for me. No, it's a no big deal. move for me. But no big you deal. know, I've I've been uh, eating and drinking, and and this this ropes into our discussion about inflation. So, yesterday uh, I had a, a second part of a physical, and I had to fast, and I ended up, you know, not getting to lunch till like twelve thirty. So I didn't eat all day. And because, you know, I had a physical and uh, everything came back great, I decided to treat myself. So I was driving back from Stanford Hospital and I figured, well, I'll stop at the Bull's Head Diner because, you know, great burgers that had done closed out of business. I'm like, Ugh, okay, yep. well, next stop is going to be obvious. It's going to be five guys, right? So, um, I mean, you know, no one's watching me. Mm-hmm, I figure mm-hmm. at this point, Cheryl's not looking at find my friends, right? Because <laughs> right. she knows I'm still at the doctor, right? So I, so I go in there and I'm I uh, ordered uh, what I typically get. I get two single cheeseburgers, small fry, and a drink. And I look up, and the single burgers are like seven dollars and ninety cents. Wow, I was going to say five ninety nine. That's yeah. exactly. I asked. I asked Maddie what she thought it would be. And that's what she said. Yeah. So two burgers, small fry, regular drink, twenty six bucks. Wow. And, the, and then that's they had the audacity guys. to ask for a tip. No, they did not. No, I, I, of course they didn't. I was always oh my goodness very, gracious, very generous, right? Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 yep. no, I'm very good mm-hmm, tipper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless the guys are a jerk. And, right. Typically, right. you don't get that, but which is so. The I guess the point is, uh, that was one of my very first data points about the inflation. That's number one. Number two, um, I don't want to mention his name, but I know somebody in the cycling industry, and he's a manufacturer's rep, and the shipping costs, like the oh, container yeah. costs, Containers, have gone yep. up so much. Okay. It adds seventy dollars to the price of every bike. Wow, per bike. Per yeah, bike. I believe and, it. Yeah, and, and you know, in that business, that's a thin freaking margin business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's going to leave a mark. Uh, yeah. You probably saw there's something like sixty container ships sitting in the port I of did. Los Angeles waiting. Yep. To, and there's never been more waiting to get unloaded. Yeah. Yep. I guess they call, they call that Long Beach. Okay. Yeah, Port of Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Li- yeah. You know, I'd like to be precise. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so, uh, and then I was talking to uh, my son-in-law at dinner, and I won't mention his his line of work, but like your business, mm-hmm. it's just there's just more demand than supply, and the prices are up, and you know they're sold out going forward, and and so I mean I I live in a in a bubble. Right. But, um, you know, my bubbles seeing price pressure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. So, you know, that, that with the fed this week, I think it's going to be, 
a very interesting situation because there's a lot of moral suasion to get them to start to taper. And as I mentioned, I think last week, they've got this huge asymmetrical thing, right? If the economy slows and falls out of bed, they don't have much ammo. And if it takes off and we get inflation and explosive growth, they can tighten and slow things down, right? So I think in some level that's operating in the back of their mind. Then we talked about the difference in the economic situation, employment situation or different cohorts. Yeah. Right. Not to be politically incorrect. Yeah. 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 Um, And uh, you've seen the sentiment indices, the the, uh, Michigan uh, survey. Once again, the, the future growth expectations have declined pretty dramatically. Worst time ever to buy a house, worst time ever to buy a car. I I think that there's a lot of headwinds. And so for me, up until recently, being a a believer of the uh, Lacey Hunt philosophy of the heavy borrowing was going to push down uh, velocity of money, meaning how quickly the money turns over, slow growth, deflation. That may well carry the day, but in the intermediate term, I don't see the supply chain logistics clearing anywhere like I thought they were going to. So um, I think it's. I think the next two three months going to be very, very interesting. Um, what do you think the Fed does? So I'm going to say this is this is a very close call in that I think that, you know how like last week I said, if you put a gun to my head, I would buy more gold. And of course, I'm glad there was no gun in my head. <laughs> I, I really think like they're going to have to acknowledge that they've reached in, in an interim sense, a lot of their goals. So they'll make some noise about, you know, beginning to taper or something like that. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to play it. But I think, you know, it's 58-42 that they do something in, along the lines of being less accommodative. Uh, that's, for me, that's pretty tight, right? Uh, the other 42%, as they keep saying, you know, we're monitoring it. And if growth continues to be as robust and inflation continues to be transitory. Uh, They've got those built-in excuses, you know. They can say that, like, job creation number that was so strong in June and then it was strong in July. What was it, a million jobs in June, a million jobs in July? And then August it hit the wall, 250. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Once again, uh, I don't think these numbers are ones you can lean heavily on. There's just so many things going on. So you saw this story about Facebook and Instagram, like a third of teenage girls feel worse about their body. Please, those are the ones that admitted it, you know? I bet you it's, you know. Uh, right. Hey, you, you know, know where I'm at on this stuff, right? A hundred percent, yeah. Um, and... Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. There's just there's just all sorts of stuff going on in the yeah on the zeitgeist. The last two weeks, the equity market has closed down on the week, right? And it has been since May where we've had that. And um, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. So, uh, and these numbers aren't exact, but somebody told me that if you look at the dynamics of the market as dictated by the options market, so these guys trade mega positions um, in terms of you know shorter dated options. And as I think I've explained in the past how options work, as options move, the price changes, their significance and their impact on the market changes. And the owners of these options tend to be dealers, which cause them to want to rehedge a great deal. So according to one of these guys who's on the blogosphere, if you look at the open interest in these type options, if the S&P futures dip below 43.90, that's going to bring in a bunch of selling. Okay. So that's from a very market technical situation. Then there's this whole school of thought about, they call it technical analysis. If you're not familiar with that, that's guys who read like the charts. and Real inside baseball stuff. Well, you know, it it's a it's a juxtaposition here because I'm view myself as a as a fundamental analyst, fundamental trader, fundamental risk manager. I've seen these chart things; they become self fulfilling prophecies. So I I quite regularly ask for what are significant points, and so apparently the point. 4345, which is what is it? One, is that 1% below 4390? So you have two points. You've got the options, and now you have the technicians. Okay. Uh, you combine that with the clients have never had bigger stock positions, cash positions in client accounts via B of A, as we talked about last week, are at historically low levels. So, you know, you're getting these things that might trigger some sort of sell-off. And keeping in mind, you know, wrong, 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 wrong. Um, I just think those are points that are worth watching. And then, as you know, I mean, the fall tends to, you know, be a little bit scary and, uh, not talking about Halloween, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but I think about your, you know, my friend Leon Cooperman, who said that even when that dip comes, if that correction comes, that the machines are programmed to buy it, and it's and they're just waiting for it. You know, he, uh, he that's what he said, quote unquote. The, mach- the it's broken, and the machines are waiting for the dip. So, yeah, you know, um, I had those the... options. So go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Tell me. No, you talk about those option guys have, you know, they have a window into that whole world. You know, they talk about, they can see how, you know, there's so much money waiting for the dip, you know? So if there is a correction, whatever that percentage is, that there's just money waiting to flood into that. Does that make sense? 
you know, I think in a perfect world, it does. So let's talk about, like, as an example, mm-hmm. uh, soybeans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, remember, I had two classes in agricultural economics in graduate school, so I'm an expert. But what a soybean trader will do is he will build what's called a balance sheet. So he'll look at the stocks that are remaining, the expectation of what the crop's going to be. Then he will look at the price expectation of beans and then look at what the, the producers, meaning the people who buy the beans, like the salad oil companies and this and that, the, the the grain companies for feed, you know, they'll look at the price and he'll try and estimate what the demand is. And then they'll look at what the ending number is going to be. And and from that, they'll try and estimate whether today's price for that crop is accurate. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's pretty straightforward. There's not that many things which come into play. I mean, the weather, which is who the you know right. F knows what the weather's mm-hmm. going to be. That's wildly volatile. And then you know are the Chinese and the Russians going to buy? And and so there's a lot of unknowns. But um, it's not quite as dynamic as what happens with these equities, right? Because you have the general market risk, you have the um, big word idiosyncratic risk, which means just single stock risk effectively. You got interest rate risk, you got geopolitical risk, uh, mm-hmm, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So uh, the option stuff is just part of what goes on. Uh, and you have the, the new kid in town, and this comment will be no judgment, but you know it's something like two billion, two, excuse me, $2 trillion mark to market in the crypto space. Right now, I say mark to market because I think in most instances everyone's up a lot of money. So it wasn't two trillion that went in, but it's worth two trillion now. And and I think an economist would say rational expectation theory says if you look in your account and it's a million dollars, you feel like you got a million dollars until it ain't a million dollars anymore, right? But so that's $2 trillion of cash that isn't available to buy stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we're kind of, I don't feel like I'm doing anything other than talking in circles here, but no, it's all right. you know, if we go back to this notion of a key level in the S&Ps, what I'm pretty uh, convinced about, and I, I don't think there's a lot of, room for disagreement here, but prior to the COVID and prior to the stimmies, you didn't have these guys sitting at home trading on Robinhood. You didn't have the Reddit, um, what's that guy, the, the Wall Street? Wall, Wall Street bets, yeah. yeah. You didn't have them ganging up on AMC and GameStop and stuff like that. And you have people left and right speculating in cryptocurrencies. Now, last week I talked about how somebody should enjoy their good business sense because it never lasts. And the person said, you know, what is with you old guys? Cause my mm-hmm. boss said the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. At some point 
there's going to be a bear market. Okay. Don't know when, but it's just going to be a day. Maybe I won't live to see that day. But let me tell you something. Having been through a stock bear markets and bond bear markets, these guys that got started 18 months ago, they don't have any fucking idea what's coming. I'm telling you, it's like that Kaiser Soze. They kill the guy, they kill the guy's family, they mm-hmm. kill the friends Every, of the guy's yep. family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's times, just like as an example, I remember in a Fed tightening mode, they took your dollar futures to a level that were 50 basis points below where I thought it was max mathematically possible for the fed to get them to and they took them another 50 now now that's 50 basis points you haven't seen a 50 basis point move in the last x number of years right yeah years so years uh, and i kind of wonder because there's this meme going around about the fed's behavior has been benefiting the rich and i wonder and we're not bailing anybody out this time so you, you do have a pretty unique situation here, um, other than I'm hoping it goes down. <laughs> so there's a chance that's going to work. Hit me with the gold. Go ahead. I know you've no, been jonesing. No, 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 no. I was going to leave it alone this week. No. Can we talk about it? Just yeah, it's going to hit my 1730 price target soon. <laughs> is, that, is that where you get in? Is that where you're like all in? <laughs> so the guy who's got the half a girlfriend... That one mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. four and a half. By the way, we need to talk about that number because as you were right and I was wrong, I was materially low. Um, but he sent me a note. He said, you know, if you work for me, you'd be out of your gold train by now. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. good. See, look what I've done. See, it's, now I've, I've started. <laughs> it's good to be the king. Right now, now they hear me taking shots at you. They figure it's That's open okay. open season on MV now. <laughs> it's it's just like that hostess at Carmine's. Next oh. thing you know, there's 20 people pounding on. <laughs> oh man! Um, so I want to be clear about this because uh, I have it's not worked out, and um, it doesn't mean <clears throat> you can't learn something from it, and so. Generally, the only way people learn is by them making the mistakes themselves. Rarely do people learn from someone else's mistakes. But what I want to point out about this thing is, so from the time I got in to August 6th, 2020, crushed it, right? I mean, I just, best things since sliced bread. I was Mm high-fiving myself. I was doing the hava Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was doing mm-hmm. all the bad juju mm-hmm. things, right? And uh, from that mark to today, so the high water mark to today, I'm down about 20%. Okay. Well, so yeah. la- last year I ended up yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Now I'm down about seven and a half. Yep. Okay. But that's year to date and ending, mm-hmm. year, but the high water mark. Okay. But at this point, if I lose everything on the gold, it's only going to be another 1.7%. Okay. Which means yeah. for the year, 
unless something else goes wrong, that never happens. I'll be down 9%, which Mm -hmm. for the way I operate is not terrible. So what's Mm -hmm. the lesson here? The lesson here is to me the most important thing a proprietary trader needs to do. It's protect the platform. Okay. You have to be in the game. You have to have a seat at the table. And if you blow up, you lose your seat. Okay. So uh, I spoke to somebody earlier in the week who uh, got going, ran it up, mm-hmm. and then ran it all the way back down. And it was move the needle kind of money. Wow. And that to me, you know, it's like, I feel bad for that person. Uh, it's a learning experience, right? Absolutely, yeah. And my in my life, the only time I learn something is when I lose money. I very rarely, maybe never, learn anything when I make money, because then you're smart, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but risk management and staying alive is the kind of thing that you know I'd like people to think about and focus on, and. Um, so like I have, I have three daughters, as I keep saying over and over again, and they each have very different um, dreams in life and things they want to do. They, three of them have very different but respectable income sources, mm-hmm. right? And they each, the three of them have three very different investment approaches. And uh, I, I think that's like the biggest thing to understand. You can't look at some cookie cutter situation and say, oh, I'm going to do that because once again, what, what are, what are our big themes we've talked about? First was my turn the map around, mm-hmm. right? So as an investor, see where you want to end up. That's number one. Number two, the other one that you so excellently brought forward, which was the expand your pit. I keep thinking about that. And, you know, this is one of the things I I love about talking to you about stuff because, you know, you follow the threads, you know, and the expand your pit thing I looked at is a very one dimensional comment because I was in the pit and, you know, you traded with more people, you didn't, but but you made that leap, which I did not, of apply that to other parts of your life. And so I, I chapeau. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, as an outsider, I had never seen, you know, I know he's talking about the pit and I'm visualizing the pit, but when he's saying, you know, all the things about being vocal, yeah, that works in the pit, but that works in everything else, you know? Um but he also, the first thing he said was, don't be a bad loser. So I don't want to hear you talking about, oh, um, you know, 9% is no big deal. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm no, no, whining. No, no. I mean, I, no. look, I mean, it's full. I, I did it. You know, no one yep. held a gun to my head. Well, and by the way, so let's play trading manager. And you say to me, well, look, it's still, you know, 1.8%. Why are you willing to risk 1.8%? And my answer to you is, uh, I've got nine months to go on this thing. 
I believe, as we talked earlier, that you have a lot of things working, whether it's inflation, what the Fed's going to do. We have severely negative interest rates. You've got the meme of the cryptocurrencies. Uh, I just think that uh, even though technically I'm wrong because I'm down money, mm-hmm. I'm willing to to pay the price. And and by the way, you know, once again, is being the trading manager, I've heard all the excuses. So if you focus on what I can lose in the gold, okay, you're going to go, well, you, you're going to lose 1.8%. But what happens, okay, keeping in mind, other than fixed investments like real estate, this or that, I'm all in cash, mm-hmm. which heretofore, mm-hmm. nishkit. Right, right. Well, what happens if the interest rates go back up two, 300 basis points? All of a sudden, I didn't lose any money on my bonds because I don't have any, and I can put my money to work at a higher level. Or let's say the stock market takes crap for itself and goes down 15, 20, 25%. Well, the money that I will have saved by not owning the stocks is going to be way more than I'm going to, okay? So mm -hmm. anyway, once I said to you last week, I've heard all the excuses. I can spend this any way I want. And since it's my money, I choose to spend it this way. Got it. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. All right. No, I appreciate that. Um, it's just, it's just fascinating that, um, it struggled for so long that it hit that high on your birthday. And there's been so many things that there's just so much stuff that would point to it going, going up, you know, like all the fundamentals and all the logic, like you said, but it just, it just hasn't ticked. And so what happened this week? So can I, can I, can I ask you that? Why, what, what drove it down the 2%, the dollar, the, the, is that what did it? So, uh, I don't want to use these guys' names because Mm -hmm. they're in the, in the public domain, and I have a personal relationship with them. Um, one guy just was like, I just don't get it. Like, can't comprehend why it went down. Okay. Another guy feels like, well, it's the algos. Like the yeah. guys who trade, mm-hmm. like the dollar goes up, mm-hmm. so gold goes down, those guys. Um I, for me, I just think it's it's just nobody wants it. And interesting. Uh, keeping in mind that the bulk of the research in, in everything, not just the metals, but we're talking about the metals, it's always bullish. That's just the nature of yeah. it. Yeah. So you go back to like the dot-com era. If there were a 1,000 stocks that were covered by analysts, there were 990 buy recommendations. Interesting. There was nine yeah, yeah, neutrals yeah. in one cell or something wow. like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, okay. yeah. Bears don't sell bonds. It's, yep. just, it's just not how mm-hmm. it's just not how that works. So the thing trades like crap, but it's a commodity, okay? And at this point, uh, especially in the context of all these things I've said to you about if stocks go down or interest rates go up, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in and, uh, um, so I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that and not, ha- I'm not happy. 
I've been saying to both of those two guys I talked about, and, and these are big name newsletter. Mm-hmm, guys, like mm-hmm. I keep saying, but it thinks trades like shit. It just trades like shit. I've been telling you that all along, right? Just, mm-hmm. just trades like death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, I know myself. Okay. When it goes, if I don't have it, I'm oh. never getting it. I just, yeah. I just know how I, I mean, I'm the guy that, you know, saw Apple had gone from seven to 10 and it's like it adjusted. It might be 7,000 now, you know, I just, I just know how I am. And, and so I, I made this as I do with a lot of things I make them a, a binary or digital. I don't, to me, they're the same thing. It may be definitely slightly different, but I'm like, okay, this is going to be a 2% of asset trade. And, uh, if I'm wrong, I'm going to lose 2%. Now, yeah. if something comes along the way and the facts change, well, then I can reevaluate. But nothing, as you point out, directly and, and indirectly, pretty much everything I hope for to happen has happened and it hasn't worked. Now, if I was unlevered and like had a huge, I, I would have trouble sleeping. Because okay. the, because it trades so bad, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know at this point, you know, the thing wakes up dead on Monday. Um, yeah, I'm out a yeah. couple of percent, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's just. I mean, Cheryl ain't gonna be pleased about it, but you know, <laughs> it's okay. I'll just mark up something else in the portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like uh, Tether. I right. put, I put my own marks on shit. <laughs> Totally opaque accounting practice. <laughs> did you, uh, did you ever, do you ever watch like movies at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, none that I recommend, but that's okay. Um, there's a relatively new movie that I like, I had to buy it for like fourteen ninety five. Um, it's called, uh, what was the, the movie, name of the movie called? The Nest. With Jude Law. Okay. Interesting. So, long story short, it's about this British guy who moved to America. He made a little money, but he lives way above his means. Interesting. Okay. He moves back to London to try and jumpstart shit. And he's totally full of hot air. And, you know, at the end, I won't, there's no spoiler alert, but you know, uh, it's just an interesting conclusion. And, um, what resonated with me is there's at least five guys who live in Greenwich that this is, this is a copy of. Wow. Okay. Walking around full of puffery, hot air, full of shit, mm-hmm. Mr. Big, and they got schnitz mm-hmm. and, um, I recommend it. I give it okay. two thumbs up. All right. The nest. The okay. Nest, yeah. All right. So should we, I, I mean, I don't know that we can uh, mention any names, but we just talk about last week's contest. Um. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the volume or speed of answers, correct answers immediately. Like, I didn't even have time to listen to the show, which I normally try to do. I didn't even have time to listen to the show, 
let alone Google, start Googling, because I don't know. I'm, I wasn't even born yet. So, again, I know that's not an excuse for not knowing things. Um, but, yeah, good old Hillary killing it in the Futures game back in 78. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the listeners bombarded me. So I apologize to anyone that didn't get a hat, all right? Um, but we got some really, really fast, correct answers. But I also appreciate all the clever um, – and really nice things that people said. So not only did I get correct answers, but I got funny jokes. Um, and I promised to read one, and I can't find it now. But I, I, I got some really good, high I quality. Remember, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I All right. So those the guys that sent me funny stuff. Um, had me laughing all day Sunday. I sent it all to MB. We got some really good stuff. Um, and like I said to a lot of people, I had no idea or ever imagined that this show would be this much fun and that you guys would get such a kick out of it. And as long as you do, we'll keep doing it. Um, so thank you for all those emails. Um, we're going to obviously we're going to have to have something far more difficult because I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and to tell you, and to tell you how much people wanted the hat, somebody wrote in, I know I'm not the first one, but I want to make sure that the, the answer that won was precisely Hillary Rodham Clinton, <laughs> like like the yep. person might have written Hillary Clinton, and and and. Mm -hmm. But as as I said in the uh, the fine print, the judge's decision is fine. That's right. So we have there there is a supply chain issue with the hats. We will try to get we will try to get many more, but we're going to need far more difficult questions. Um, but then, yeah, then we're going to just start auctioning them off um, because there's... <laughs> <laughs> Maddie was wearing a hat to work or something like that. And someone says, that's a cool hat. Where did you get that? And she's like, oh, my dad has this podcast. <laughs> and and it's like, your dad's got merch? <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have a website to sell it on. <laughs> I, I do want, if you, I may ask... Please. When I see it, I'll give you a bunch of these things and mm -hmm. take them down to the first responders. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Oh. Um, all right. You want to you wanna wrap up the hypocrisy of AOC? I, Tax the rich. That's her answer. You know, that fixes it. You okay? know what? I mean. Low-hanging fruit, in my opinion, you know? Like. Be a leader. Thank okay. you. Be be. be I mean, it's easy at 61, right? Yep. When I was 35, I was banging heads and mm -hmm, yelling mm -hmm. at people. And, and now I just yell at people. I don't think. <laughs> but you know what? Be, be an adult in the room. Yep. You know, maybe work with your constituents. Maybe mm -hmm. think of something positive. Maybe think of trying to find a way to communicate that you'd like to see what might be a more fair tax Yep. Base, yeah, rather than just say ad hoc tax yeah. the rich. I mean, 61% yeah. of the people in the United States pay no income taxes. It's amazing. Incredible. And that's okay. That's that's yeah. the law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, you don't like the law. Let's, let's vote yeah. it out. Yep. The antagonism and her, like, again, the squad, especially that woman from Minnesota. Uh, yeah. You know, just like we... Yeah. I I feel like you have some women that I think are incredible. They accomplish incredible things. I mentioned Michelle Flournoy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you may have never heard of her. That's fine. But 
she is the real deal. Okay. Condoleezza Rice. That's I was just going to say. That's okay. my gold. She's my gold standard. Okay. Ever, yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out a name. It might be political. If so, I apologize. But Nikki Haley. Okay. I think she is. She was the United Nations ambassador for the yeah, United well, States. Well, we already said the UN's a joke. And I think she went off the reservation, too. Okay. Well, I, I, I thought she I'm gonna, was. I'm going to put. Okay. We can. We can. We can either agree until she or started sh- or, until yeah. she started shilling for the NRA. Okay. 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 Um, fair enough. I, I guess what I'm trying to get no, is, I know what you're saying. Is, a, is a list of half a dozen or a dozen mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. that we should be seeing move up the chain instead of you know tax the rich, yeah, and you know eighty year old Nancy, yeah, you know. Uh, and Diane Feinstein and Maxine Waters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're. I, it's just terrible. So. Yep. Anyway, yep. I think tonight we probably came as close as we ever have to offending people. So. Um, but speaking of what, since you just spent, you know, we were, um, you know, asking those women to be leaders. We have some wonderful women leaders that listen to the show. Yes. Okay. And I won't, I won't use their names, but those are women that aren't showing up at the Met Gala in a dress with graffiti on it. Okay. And I would vouch, I would be willing to bet that they were, if if they were in the same position, they would have a far more collaborative, direct approach to get things done rather than wearing a tax, the rich, graffiti dress to the yeah. Met Gala. Although, although, truth be told, I think the rug from Walmart looked a little... <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm going to go look at the fashion report from the Met Gala. You, 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 you do. And by the way, a couple of these women wore dresses. I don't know why they bothered. Just walk oh, in really? naked. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. All right. So, All right. Well, I'm going to go read page six and see what went on. Thank okay. you. <laughs> All great, right, pal. Great to see you. All right. I'll talk to you next week, okay, buddy. Have a good one.